0: podcast
1: has bad words <laughs> so i remember uh driving to ohio uh, i'm sorry driving to work when i was living in ohio and i used to like be stuck on traffic on 75 going from dayton to cincinnati which is about as bad as la it's just not seven lanes it's like three lanes of it yeah. and i'm just like praying like i mean literally praying like just help me find a way to where i can like just help thousands of people like just please like that's all I want to do like I really love like that's what I loved about my job it was the employee who was I was getting ready to fire and I'm like hey let's work on your sales let's work on your strategy to see where you get and then they went employee of the month I'm like dude I helped that person do that like I wanted to do that with thousands of people so fast forward we're helping thousands of people and then I'm like oh lord just please help me to help millions of people yeah (laughs) yeah and now we're but but I, I I I don't I don't chase the numbers, uh, but it's it, but it's it's there. The urge to chase the numbers is there, and I think it will always be there.
0: Well, the numbers we've been told are an indicator as to how well you're helping,
1: right? Yeah,
0: that's it, or how what good the joke is, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. and I have to, I've done that recently with myself well like well, obviously that wasn't ready or that wasn't a good joke or whatever the fuck it was mm-hmm. and i need to be like no this was the art that i made yeah mm-hmm. and how people ingest it is not up to me
2: you don't get to decide i don't
0: get to decide mm-hmm. if you like what i do right I, so and that has been
2: yeah. by the way that applies to relationships too yes. if we if we can if we can map that on to our I, for whatever reason it's so hard for us as soon as we get tied up in like yeah but that's that's one thing but in my relationship i do get to decide whether or not you like this and it's like well no of course i can't
0: but that's really hard to when so much of your self-worth the way you're being told now is what other people think of you
3: Mm -hmm.
0: but but it's so crazy here's the person the people that i'm the most attracted to not physically, but just like that, I want to be around. Yeah. All right,
1: this
2: is going to sound crazy. Great guys, about five. five yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> five <laughs> eleven and three
1: quarters. Thank uh, you. Unkempt <laughs> hair. You know what I mean. Appropriately uh, disheveled.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you. So people that like, if you would tell me, who do you who, in this world, who would you want to talk to the most? Mm. And this is going to sound bizarre. Uh huh. But if you, I said I would tell you, man, I would love a half an hour of Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And you would say, why? I've never seen. Somebody who I feel like is more comfortable in their skin, right? And I want that. I, yeah. which when I see her talk, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want to feel that way. Yeah, she seems so. Everything just seems so her, so authentic. So I don't really give a fuck. This is who I am. This is yeah. what I do, and and this is what I feel. And when I watch, so people who are that, so authentically themselves, whether yeah. I agree with them or not, mm-hmm. I. Can't stop watching because I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that feeling of, yeah, dude. Yeah, this is the skin I wear and I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. As cool with it as any human being can be. Right. Yeah. I mean, sure, everybody has their whatevers, but those are the people. Like, so when Amen.
1: I, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, for me, it's Jim Carrey or like Crispin Glover. Yeah. It's like they're weird, but you're like, they're comfortably weird, man. So,
0: and, yeah. and they're like, this is who Jim Carrey has fallen into that. Yeah. It's less pet. <laughs> It's less Ace Ventura every time you see him. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is great because yes. he, like
1: he's like finally being himself. Like he yeah. seems
0: more happy now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure all that manic stuff and whatever shit he went through when that was going. Yeah. all that hyper attention that was on him. I think if you asked him how happy he was, I bet you he would be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I did some pretty self destructive shit." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he feels more authentic now in the in the art that he does yeah. and the way you hear him discuss things and that's it's the ultimate goal is to be like, this is who I am. This is what I do. It doesn't matter to me. Like Kobe Bryant, I could listen to when he, I would listen to him talk and be like, this dude knows who the fuck he is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he's not, he's unapologetic about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I find people who he, you never heard him. I can tell when I'm not myself on stage or whatever, when my voice gets louder.
2: Okay. You're taking on a persona. Of, this is me
0: trying to convince you that this is who I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And Kobe was.
2: Well, it, it, always it, it was He didn't need to convince you. No. Even but here's the the irony of that. He convinced everyone. Right. Mm. I mean, virtually everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no one is arguing that he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. No. Nope. Right. But also like no one was arguing he was a great father and like all, all of these these other things as well like and but he didn't set out to convince anyone and the Miley Cyrus thing i think is really fascinating because um clearly she's not obsessing about how many youtube subscribers she has or twitter followers right. or whatever right like like she has a lot Yeah. and i've i found people who are contented with who they are it goes back to that that satisfaction continuum we talked about earlier but um the people who are contented you know or you're saying they're, they're comfortable in, in in their skin there's a lack of that craving i feel like mm-hmm. now it doesn't mean it wasn't there in the past in miley sizes rear view i'm sure there was all kinds of it right now mm-hmm. a lot of that was propagated by her parents or whoever who put her in that that scenario um we had um uh jeanette mccurdy on the podcast i don't know if you know who she is but she, she she's was
1: on, the, on a show with ariel and grande yeah for the, a while. and
2: so like she's the only like actual like big time paparazzi famous person we've had on the podcast yeah yeah. she's a person with you know tens of millions of followers whatever she could care less about that and she's gotten to the other side of it finally but like she 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 realized she had to go through this i think the valley for those people is much much deeper i agree Mm -hmm. because they go through that and all of these things that are supposed to be so meaningful you're supposed to have gratitude for um Maybe you do intellectually, but they're also ruining your life. Like all that pleasure is ruining your life in mm. a way.
0: Yeah. You know, what's interesting is also one of the, uh, one of the things that I think all these people who have in common who are, ba- are comfortable or contented is balance. Mm. There's mm. a certain level, you know, I have a friend uh, who works very hard, but uh, one week a month, you know what she does? Nothing. mm she goes somewhere. Now, not everybody can afford to go somewhere, but she puts her phone down. Yeah, she goes somewhere, and yeah, this I love is her. This is her balance. Mm. She takes her. She's like, I don't wear shoes for a week. Wow. I'm like, this is. I am just here with no outside noise to have fun, to have an experience, to learn more about life and myself and all this stuff. But she said, when I come back, I'm always awake and alive and and reinvigorated because I have balance. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of these people have make sure they have balance. They make sure they're live. They're living.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I find a lot of these people are also living their lives. Mm-hmm. And the times when I'm most uncomfortable or most unhappy is when I'm not living. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the time.
2: Yeah. yeah you, and, and it's what we were talking about earlier with the the feeling alive. But there's the, the obverse side of that coin where it's not that you. Don't feel alive. It's that you, in some ways, might feel dead. Yeah. Doing something. Um, are there any experiences you can think of where you're like, I feel dead when I'm doing this. Or I just, I, I feel like this is not me, the person that, that I want to be.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So, I, I love, like I said, I love doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. I, I really, it, it's my absolute favorite thing to do and um i could feel myself uh i I worked on a show well i i wrote on chelsea lately for a while right Mm -hmm. and i was incredibly gracious and happy that i didn't have to travel as much and the paycheck was good and i was working around friends and i i love her despite some people have their own opinions for whatever but i like 100 percent. talk about someone
1: who's comfortable with who they are though (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and and she's a very honest person. Yes. I I appreciate that, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I hated working in office. I mm. hated. I found writing on that show. I it was the first time in my life. I was about one hundred and ninety four pounds. I was heavy. Mm. I was breathing heavy, getting upstairs. I was eating bad. These are all things that are not part of who I am. Mm. And uh, I thought, well, this is a job. I love the show. I love the people there. But when I was honest with myself and I looked at myself in the mirror and she even said to me once, and I've known her a long time. We're walking up the stairs and I heard her. She was behind me. I heard someone go, oh, your ass is fucking gross. (laughs) (laughs) I go, what? She goes, what's happening? What's happening to your body? Get your shit together. And I was like, yeah, you're right.
3: (laughs) You're right. No, you're right.
0: You're right. (laughs) Uh, But, but I was doing something I hated. I hated being in that office. Well, this is, Mm. I hated, I love her. Uh I hated writing for her. That's not what I wanted to do, but I had convinced myself I'm at home. This is what I should be doing. This is what I love to do. I I love these people. I love being creative. Why do I fucking hate coming here every day? Mm. Why am I looking at the clock every day? As much as I hate traveling, man I couldn't I can't wait for 7 p.m so I can get on stage like I, I the day fucking when I get there it flies to get to my spot
3: yeah.
0: and that hour on stage sometimes I'm like have I been up here an hour already mm. I have not even gotten to the jokes I want to get into right <laughs> yeah. I lose time mm. an hour at that office felt like a fucking week mm. I just yeah. so yes and I had convinced myself because I was checking all the other boxes I'm home I get to see my family every night. Mm-hmm. There's a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'm working with my friends. I get to be creative. I'm happy. Yeah. I convinced myself and then...
1: Isn't that crazy, man? Well, I think... You that got that checklist and you're like, check, 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 and then you're, uh, that's the object A. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then I looked in the mirror and I saw a guy who clearly wasn't happy. Mm. Who clearly was, I was smoking more weed at night than I ever had just to sleep. Mm-hmm. I was eating shit that i would never i had gotten to be pre-diabetic i had stopped exercising i was just shoving i was shoving my dislike for myself Mm. into my mouth Mm. pacification yes yes
2: the the so um well there's so many ways i could go with this but like i'm thinking back to the compatibility or uh discussion we were having but but we, we say there's, there's chemistry, there's compatibility, and there's love. It sounds to me like you actually loved the people. Yeah. You loved the idea of what you were getting ready to do, right? And in fact, you, you said you could map it out on a piece of paper. You, you could fill up a spreadsheet with all the pros of what was going on all there. all the pros. Right, but let's try, let, try to describe a rainbow with a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's like, well, I can't like, even try to even if you try to describe a, a rainbow in a book, it's not the same. I mean, even Don DeLillo is going to have a hard time, like really describing that the, the, the beauty of it. But with the stand up, you could describe you could tell me the 12 reasons that stand up is awesome for you. But you can map those 12 reasons onto a dozen other things, and it's not going to be as awesome as stand up for you because there's something, unnameable thing. Yeah. that, And I think the, the same is true with any, any relationship, and it could even be your relationship with, with a job or a career or, or a workplace. There are some people who are perfectly suited for what you were doing there at Chelsea lately, right?
0: Without a doubt. And by the way, I was still doing stand up on the weekends. Uh-huh. It was just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I and like I said, loved the people I was there with. I laughed all day, and I fucking the drive home was just like dread. God, and the drive to work. Oh Damn. my god, it was. And but I felt like I had no business to complain. Right, I, I have this job that everybody in my business wants. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. want to be writing on this show. Who am, I'm working with my friends. Like mm-hmm. this is like the dream, mm-hmm.
2: but. Oh but it's not your dream. Mm.
0: The, I thought it should have been. Yeah. While I was like, what's wrong with you that you are not happy
2: with this? <laughs>
1: oh yeah. man, that's the worst when you have you have something that somebody else wants that they would kill to do. And then you you don't like it, and you start to feel bad. Yeah, like like why am I not great? Something's wrong with me. Why don't I feel grateful for this? Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and because I knew other people in my business who were like, "You're so fucking lucky. I would kill for that job." And I'm like, "Take it. Yeah, well, there's come a, get it. Shit, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready <laughs> right. for you to come grab right. it."
2: There's a French philosopher named uh, René Girard who has this concept of mimetic beliefs, and so like. You just said, I felt like it should have been my dream. And I think that's what happened. Is it your belief or is it the mimetic belief, the societal belief? And quite often, the things we think we should want, we should have, is like, well, someone else determined that.
0: Dude, you know, one of my friends from college, it's so fascinating to me. So one of my friends from college was the best bar manager, the best at running a bar, at a guy that I... Memorized everybody's names. uh, Regulars galore. Yeah. Just a guy who knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. But his friends were uh, lawyers, uh, doctors, stand-ups, guys who own their own company. And he would never take the bar job. And he was always, because Hmm. he did not accept what he was good at. Mm. because he compared it to what What
3: the other people
0: he knew were doing the other people who went to this college he was like i went to this college it's a good college Mm. i'm gonna manage a bar and i was like dude that has those two things have nothing to do with each other this is do you love it he was i love being behind a bar i know it's where i feel like i'm natural and home the shift goes by but he was like but I'm not making the money you guys are. When you guys can't take a trip, I can't do it. I can't, when you go out to dinner, I can't offer to pay. Like mm. I feel less than all of you. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but out of all of us, you might like your job the most. Right. Mm. So who's really winning?
2: Yeah. Right. And, and the problem mm. is winning becomes the, the mimetic winning, which is like it's comparison, which what's the old saying? It's a thief of joy. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so much truth in that. And now we have these comparison machines in our pocket, right? And by the way, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with social media. There are some inherent problems now, though, because they have very well paid demographers, statisticians, psychologists on their payroll being paid a quarter million, half a million dollars a year each in order to aggregate your eyeballs and keep them there on their product or service. And, well, how do they do that? It's to create this term engagement, right? Well, what does that mean? It just means, no, keep your eyeballs on the screen and keep comparing yourself to the life you're not living.
0: Other people's fake lives, by the way.
2: Right, right, right. and even
0: nobody's putting out an Instagram. This is me
2: taking a shit today. You're like, yeah, we don't want to see that. Right, when I'm I'm
0: not, I'm not. I don't want that part of your life. I want the other part of your life, right? right. And
2: even if you, I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting your best foot forward, but if you assume that is their total and complete life, then I mean, it'd be like looking at your YouTube channel and be like, man, he's always on stage right he must be on stage 24 hours a day (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. he doesn't do anything else he just lives on stage Ah, that's fascinating yeah, yeah man well we got some uh questions oh, to dive shoot. into before um we, we get into that i did promise we would talk about this this is a quick excerpt from love people use things about the one lie and i think we can at least talk about this we do this little segment called more about less where we just uh we read something as a jump off point for discussion here so josh you can tell us what you think you can disagree agree whatever um so it goes out like this in my favorite relationship Book Some Thoughts About Relationships, Colin Wright outlines a series of, quote, relationship policies upon which all meaningful relationships, intimate or otherwise, are built. Among these policies are the argument policy, the jealousy policy, and the cheating policy. But my favorite might be something called the one policy. And this is a quote from the book. From a very young age, many of us are told stories about the one, a mystical person who is placed on this planet for us and us alone. It's our hero's journey to find this individual, whoever they may be. If pop culture is to to be believed, there will be a series of comedic situations and dramatic adventures that lead up to finding them. (laughs) In real life, however, the one is a concept that isn't just irrational. It's potentially harmful. The idea that there's someone out there who is customized to make you whole implies that you're not capable of being complete on your own. It also implies that everyone other than the one is just a stepping stone toward grand fulfillment, which is a horrible way to approach relationships. Mm. End of quote there. Uh, Wright goes on to explain that we're capable of loving more than one person throughout our lives, or even concurrently, you can love your daughter, your husband, and your mother at the same time. Uh, Plus, there isn't a magical one. You are the one, Wright says. You're the only person in the world who can complete and fulfill you and ensure your happiness and contentment. Everyone else is a potential and hopefully wonderful addition to that fated situation. You are born complete, you die complete, and you decide whom you spend your time with in between. Good stuff. Yeah. He's I,
0: good. The idea of the one, and the and the more that you've discussed it here, really seems like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah.
3: yeah. Because
0: there's no such thing as perfection. If you go back to Aaron, who said he's perfect except dishes, that sounds perfect to me.
1: Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Right. right. If that's the only problem, if that's the only problem. Yeah. So like, dude, if that was the only problem between me and Mariah. I would do all the dishes come on, all, the time. all the time. Yeah, all
0: of the time. Hell yeah. So like, <laughs> you, if you're like, well, okay, so I'm nine tenths of the way there. So if I get rid of this one, I know I can find the the all the way. Correct. The right. yeah. 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 And so you, if you're in all of your life, I uh-huh. think if you're always searching for perfection, you're always gonna be disappointed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think what Absolutely. we what we do is we settle, right? So like we find. But, you know, that's almost always the chemistry up front especially in, in romantic relationships and so we find the .33 and we try to uh, we try to uh, round right. up to one right. that never works right? right and because pretty soon the lack of love lack lack of compatibility makes that chemistry like just dissipate you know the you light the match and it extinguishes pretty quickly right
0: yeah yeah I think that's when especially when lust let me tell you one of the reasons I think my wife and I stayed together, honestly, Uh is we didn't have sex for, I think two months. Wow. And my mom asked me, she, she was like, what, what is the difference between you've never talked about marrying anyone before. And I was like, I, I don't, it's not that I didn't respect the other women that I have been with. you, You know, my ex and all, I just, there's a, there was a certain confidence that she had that was very attractive, that was different than, there was certain way that she felt about herself, how mm. she held herself, she was like, listen, I'm not giving this part of myself to me because it's important to you, because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. until I know that we're together, I was like, well, this is a different level of respect that she has for herself yeah. that is super attractive yes. to me. Mm. Mm. Right, yeah. How much she respected herself, in that in all aspects but just this is the one example that I give you right up front sure was so attractive to me Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is a this is what makes this I was trying to tell my mom this is what makes this person different she has Mm -hmm. high standards yeah for herself like Mm -hmm. that was really I was like oh this this is a person that I'm interested in in sharing my life with because she she loves herself yeah like this is not this is the first relationship where I'm not gonna be Feel like, like Mm. in the past when I was younger, I was like, I want to make this person whole. I, what is attractive to me is being this
2: savior person. So much easier to love someone that loves themselves. Whoa. Yeah, Yeah. because
0: then it also gave me a chance to love me Mm. because I didn't always have to feel like I was, scooting over to fill something for her yeah Yeah. it was very it was a very interesting thing but it was something i had never like i said it's not that i didn't respect the women that i had been with before and all this stuff it was just a different level of respect because of how much she was how much she
2: respected herself yeah yeah that resonates with me
1: yeah there's something about um for me with the one it's well first off i love the idea that colin talks about with you being the one so really you're looking for the two <laughs> like once you realize you're the one then it's yeah. like all right now i'm ready for the two yeah but huh. you know you, you talked about how you know you wanted to you looked at this woman you're like oh this is someone i want to develop a life with yeah like there's a commitment thing there so it's not about finding the one the perfect one it's about finding someone that you feel like you could have a life with but you have to commit to having that life
2: with, and they're worth committing to.
1: Exactly, and uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's go ahead.
0: It was the first person I was like, I'm actually glad that I don't have the instinct to want to fix you. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that felt good to be like I had been with the kids, and I'd f- what kind of was important to me, and and I was like I'm not interested in doing that with other people anymore. I don't want to be the f- fixer i don't want to be like i know a lot of people in relationships that's one of the reasons they stay in they're like i can make this person right. into the person i can fix this problem and i fix this problem we're gonna have a perfect really. and i think when you're younger you get in a lot of those relationships and i just was not interested yeah. and so when i felt like this is not what this person needs for me mm. that was so weird it was so different yeah they were not looking to me to to fill a hole. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. She yeah. was not looking. That was not what she needed from me. So right. it was. It was. That's what made her completely yeah.
1: different. You both were looking for the same thing. You were looking for someone to start a life with, to to commit to and and pave the path, pave pave a path forward together. And that's where I think the real the real love comes in is when you find someone that you're willing to commit to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Got some audience questions here. David has a question for us, Ryan. Why move to Nashville? It is too popular now. and passe, I was going to say too popular now in pasta, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you wrote passe.
2: I mean, what? A, what? A, uh, I reject the premise of the question. Yeah, right? me too. Me too. Even, yeah.
0: Is that a question, or are you just asking?
2: Right, so me, are you just saying something to be an asshole? Uh, I don't. Understand. Let's
1: uh, <laughs> let's cut out the pretense with this question. So, why move to Nashville? Okay, yeah, so, so you
2: are moving to Nashville in like three weeks.
0: Yes, there's a bunch of reasons. Okay, one, I. I like shaking things up. Yeah. Especially as somebody, and I don't know if it's good in every field, but I think as somebody who's creative, I think shaking things up every now and then yeah. is a good idea. Right. And you've
2: been in LA how long now?
0: Uh, you know, I raised all my kids here yeah. in 1997. Okay. Wow. Um, so, you know, I have grown kids, like 28, 27, 23. Yeah. Um, and so we both feel like... How's that possible when you're 33
2: years old? I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. For me, also, I've really been like, I need to start to listen to what the world and what life is telling me. Mm. I can't try to fight this anymore. And the truth of the matter is, is Hollywood's been telling me for a little while, hey, we're not not hiring you. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) None of the money I make is because I live in Los Angeles. Right. Why pay these prices? Why step over people who are sleeping on the sidewalk? In my neighborhood. Yeah, dude. I I don't pay the tax. That's
2: not what I pay. There's a terrible leadership problem here. Yes. And and we were talking during the break, but we weren't recording it. But like there's a a serious lack of compassion with our leadership here. They've created this. uh, They've exacerbated a homeless problem. And it feels like quite often they're being compassionate. But it's it's anti-compassionate in a way to let someone like this just suffer on the street in perpetuity. 100%.
0: And so we both are like, why are we going to spend this money when neither one of us are making our money in town? Yeah. Our kids are grown. Your wife's an
2: actress, is She's
0: a writer-director. Okay. Our kids are grown, so that's not an issue. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, man, when she met me, I had three kids. We've never just been us
3: mm-hmm.
0: without the kids right there. Yeah. So let's go be us. Let's try something new. We have a lot of friends there. I still okay.
2: Wanna. So so that's why why walking away. There's there's a feeling. Um, the Germans have a word for this. It's called um, Orsprache. It, 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 and I wrote it down here just so we could talk about it. But it's like it means that things are out of whack. There's like this feeling deep down in your bones or your soul or in the zeitgeist somewhere. Like we we even have terms for. it. We don't have a word, but we just say something feels off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like there's something right now. that's like something feels off. Yeah. And so that's why leave. But why, why go to. Um, Nashville Nashville yeah we
0: want to but we also both want to go places that we feel like they're artists we feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of creatives we both thrive there we both feel like that's more of our kind of vibe yeah mm-hmm. so there aren't that many places in this country where you can go Nashville really has become one of those places there's a lot of creatives there yeah, yeah and, it's, totally. and a lot of new creatives yeah mm-hmm. and it's still a small-ish place yeah. And so we want to feel like that beginning of the, and it's not the beginning. Everybody in Nashville, like, we've been here for years. I get it, but but this this rush of people leaving here mm-hmm. and going to different places to start new creative villages mm-hmm. is very interesting to me. It's mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of new things bubbling up there, and I like to be part of new. One of the reasons that we sold our house in the valley, one of them, and moved down here, is because I wanted energy.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I, I wanted I want to get to a place where I feel I step outside and I feel like a little bit of a buzz uh-huh. I like that yeah so in Not Nashville
2: chaos but energy
0: yes energy and so Nashville feels like it has now at the same time we just recently bought five acres in Joshua Tree mm-hmm. the ultimate goal is when we're, get, we're looking at container homes my wife loves all those nice mm-hmm. but the goal is to end up there in yeah. the middle of nowhere yeah and just live very plainly on this five acres. We love it, we love how quiet it is, we love how slow it is.
2: Yeah. Minimalist. Uh,
0: it's very much, man, you've been up there, it's very, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, and the people there live like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: for sure. Uh, Ryan and I have been talking about this recently, like we just had, uh, it's 10 years this year we've been doing the minimalist, like uh, it'll be 10 years in a couple months uh, yeah. from now. But like, so we've been doing this for 10 years and, and to me that, that Spraka, word uh that german word like it feels like it doesn't feel like something's off so much as like it feels like it's an end of something um and i don't know what that ending is like we just finished this new film uh it's our second documentary for netflix and then we've got a new book coming out and so like it's like this 10-year chapter but in a way i don't feel like it's the end of this it feels like halftime in yeah? a way mm-hmm. and so like there's this new halftime and we've even been talking uh and, and nashville is one of the places we have even talked about what it makes sense we have a, a really good relationship with i don't know if you know dave ramsey but they the money guy yeah, yeah. uh his whole team down there and so like we've uh, we've we talked about like, maybe it makes sense to partner up on something and uh Nashville, or they're in Franklin, but it's roughly the same I know thing. A lot of people in Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Might as well be uh, Nashville. But, yeah. yeah.
0: Franklin is the home of the most manicured lawns I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I drove out there. I'm like, this, somebody's lawn mowing business <laughs> is <laughs> is killing it. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so we've talked about that. I mean, we lived in Montana for a while. Um, L.A. makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. The reason we moved here three years ago is like this is where people go to tell stories. Yep. Yeah and we had our first documentary out on netflix and we're like okay we're, we're now working with them directly and the people that we work with are, are here also setting up a podcast studio made more sense here than in missoula montana it's yep. harder to get people to come through missoula yeah. <laughs> right especially in the winter
3: yeah
2: uh, and there's 12 months of winter <laughs> yeah i was gonna say when is that? Not? <laughs> uh, what day is that is right that? Yeah. right so um but What we've been talking about here is like this is there's there's some sort of halftime and what does it look like after this halftime? Where do we end up and and what are the reasons? I mean, obviously, you want to consider things like cost of living cost of housing are insane here, especially for for what you get. So, but you are also paying for access to, you have tremendous access here. And I, one can make an argument that a big city like New York or Los Angeles are one of the best places to be a minimalist in one respect because you don't have to own certain things. You can have access to it yep. without ownership. If you live in the middle of Joshua Tree and you want to go to a sauna, you have to own the sauna, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, or, you know, if you want to go you know, wherever. Or you, you
0: can sleep outside on a rock. Th- there
2: you <laughs> go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> pour, pour some water
1: on it and then, yeah. yeah, right? Just
2: baby oil yourself up and get some <laughs> <laughs> aluminum. <laughs> yeah, and, and so like you have access to certain things in in a big city but i think you found a comf- comfortable medium with a place like nashville there's still access it's still a city it's a metro area um and, and yet you get to leave behind some of the things here um that i love, I love how you're ideal. like running from something but you're running like you're running from la but you're running
1: towards something yeah and that's i think so important yeah i think it's a good it's a good example for anyone where uh yeah it's okay to run from something but you got to know what you're running towards yeah um
0: i will tell you for me the biggest thing that i'm running from is that feeling of being on the wheel Mm. i this quarantine has made me realize how unhealthy that was how unhealthy i'm okay i am without a doubt physically in the worst shape of my life it's not even close i am physically in the worst. I am really? mentally in oh, the mentally. best shape of my
1: life. Oh, mm. physically though, but you I'm, just talked about being 198 pounds. Writing, you're worse shape. Uh, okay, maybe that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
2: but at least
0: I was still going to the gym.
2: I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. Okay,
0: I haven't been to the gym since March 15th.
2: We don't have um, access, to, and that is my yeah. whole point. Like, but I haven't paying.
0: been. I haven't been any. I haven't worked out at home. I haven't run. I haven't hopped on a bike. Zero exercise. Uh-huh. This is coming from a guy who was in the gym six days a week since he's been 18. Wow. Mm. Because I think I was always just trying to figure out this is going to fix me. This is going to fix me. So mm. Mentally, I'm in a better place than I've ever been in my life. Physically, whatever. So the feeling of getting back on this wheel as I can feel things starting to open up mm-hmm. frightens me. Yeah. Mm. And it's one of the reasons I told my wife, I'm like, we can't. We I just don't want to wait any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to get back on this wheel because I know I will fall back into that 44 weeks
2: It'll be easy to get right back on. Well, but by the way, you're yeah, carrying it with you in your pocket still. That's the thing. The the that wheel exists in the pockets yeah. st- no matter what. Like I know people who are, you know, super talented but they're focused on, you know, content creation. And I think that's the biggest problem. Like like Ryan and I don't ever talk about creating content, but I know that's a thing now because it's it often stands in for doing something meaningful yeah creating something meaningful and you get great meaning from being on stage doing the stand-up you probably get less meaning from putting out a um, I gotta go on Instagram live for an hour or something like yeah it, it, it may not feel the same way to you
0: well one of the things actually for like I do Facebook lives a lot uh-huh. and I actually love those because I'll say to people straight up if they're like be funnier I'll say hey Hey, fuck you! This is free. Yeah, Mm -hmm. turn it off if you don't like it. Right. So those lives have some of those lives are straight up therapy sessions. Oh, okay. Mm. There's there's some of those lives. If I feel heavy, and I'll turn on the camera. Yeah. And it's like I'm and I'm staring at myself. So it's so effective Mm. to hear myself say those words to myself. Wow. I like this. It's really like I know it's. It it sounds bizarre because you're also sharing it, Mm. but there's something about saying it right there, knowing other people are hearing it and being honest with myself, that is like a, oh yeah. Mm. Okay, and it's super cathartic. Yeah, It's been a weird like, my Hmm. wife asked me about it. She goes, why don't you do it in the mirror? I'm like, for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like, when I'm in the mirror, it's just me. It
2: doesn't feel authentic. (laughs) it feels um, manufactured yeah. right because you you don't need that you can already talk to yourself in here and you do it all day by the way because we all do right yeah. we, we, it's nearly impossible to turn this thing off um, and um, it's why when people like talk about you know suicide or whatever it's always like it's not a coincidence they shoot themselves in the head mm, because yeah. they're trying to stop the thing that is causing this is where all the suffering comes from yeah. right it's also where the pleasure comes from mm. but really it's like this is the we 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 perpetuate our own suffering and that's really what i'm talking about with the social media there there's certainly uh, i'm not i'm not completely opposed to social media ryan and i have a social media account yeah. um that we use it's how we contacted you even so yeah. like i think i think it's, <laughs> it's it's it can be beneficial in certain ways it depends
0: how you use it, it can, for sure
2: right it's a tool right yeah. I, I can use a chainsaw to chop down a tree or i can like cut ryan up into tiny pieces with it like i get yeah. to do whatever I. are I, those
0: I, the only two options Pretty option.
2: <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Wow, okay. What are you doing with that chainsaw, Josh? <laughs> yeah. So so um I, I, I think that maybe uh this quarantine period which well, i think we're still the most sort of lockdown city in the country yeah. um you're actually touring now in some places that are that are opening up I'm
0: going to columbus next weekend okay oh, cool. or well, this weekend this, this comes this
2: comes out in october so you have already gone to columbus oh i've already uh, been to
0: columbus it was great everybody <laughs> thanks for coming best show of his life
2: <laughs> uh, Yeah. but um by the way if uh, i think it's josh wolf comedy mm-hmm. for any dates joshwolfcomedy.com josh comedy dot com. Josh wolf. Oh. com comedianjoshawolf.com for any any tour dates we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well but um i think this time of, of the shutdown where it's like we're paying really high cost of living to have access to everything that we don't have access to yeah. now and it really it really has illuminated a few things one is maybe i didn't need the things i thought i needed mm-hmm. i didn't need access to everything that i thought i needed access to uh, it's what rob bell say most emergencies aren't right and 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 so like uh, most needs also aren't needs they're sort of manufactured in our heads but so maybe I don't didn't need the things I thought I needed but I'm still paying for those mm-hmm. things access to those things and I that's that's really got my my head spinning around like man is is there is there a change in, in our near future yeah. and I don't know the answer to that but was there something that, that flipped the switch that finally you, you said you know what Beth we're, we're gonna do it or did she say we're gonna do it
0: um honestly it was it was probably i guess there might have been one thing but it was for sure just an accumulation of okay. where she, we are we are both believers in energy
3: mm-hmm.
0: like so i think what some people would call god i would call energy yeah and i and i think anybody was like i don't i don't believe in that walk into a sports stadium when the home team's doing well right you can, it's like Tell me you can't feel that. Walk into when they're doing a funeral. You can't feel that? There's energy. And we just felt like there was just sign, energy after energy after energy, like you're not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. You're just not, and more often than not, something would come up where Nashville was like, well, that's in Nashville. Or, hey, she had to go. She ended up selling a show with these women who just happened to be in Nashville. Mm. So everything that at the same time in LA, which was like between cost of living, listening to what the the business was trying to tell us, on the other side, everything that we thought was like positive or good that was popping up, led a road directly to Nashville. Mm. And so, look, I know it sounds hippy dippy and bananas, but like, it was like, almost like the world was saying, hey, why aren't you listening yeah. to what we're trying to tell you
2: yeah.
0: this is the time here has been great
2: mm-hmm. but
0: it's over yeah and that's okay. Oh, by the way that's okay like we both held on to it like because we were like this is where we live this is our home yeah. this is what happens and as soon as we let go
3: mm-hmm.
0: honestly so many good things happened yeah uh, there's so many not just uh, professionally personally as soon as we let go of hanging on to what we thought we were supposed to, and was like, "This is actually," so many good things just happened. I was like, "This isn't a convict. We're not fighting the stream anymore.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're
0: going with whatever flow is happening."
1: Rob Bell talks about uh, graduation versus divorce, and it sounds like you are graduating from Los Angeles, and yes. that's great. Yeah. It's like you're not leaving with a bunch of resentment. No, that's yeah. You're like that. You're like it's time to go it
0: started with resentment Mm. like they're pushing me out they this that Mm. and then it now it's gratitude now we're like you know this is now we wake up every morning thinking this is i'm so happy for us this is going to be so good for us instead of fuck these people yeah it's this is so good for us and it's really changed like i said our day-to-day in general and and things that are coming in that we're receiving Mm, are so much better and brighter
2: uh, you're speaking about Rob Bell. His new book is called Everything is Spiritual, and it's very much what you're talking about. He's a former mega church pastor who's sort of you know, gone through deconstruction, and I guess you could still call him a Christian, but sure. like he, and he was on the podcast recently. Um, but his book is sort of, it, it's. It's a much more mature look at sort of religion, spirituality, and but it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel woo y at all, and so I, I really resonate with what you're saying right now because I don't I don't see it as woo woo. I do believe that there's some sort of unnameable energy. And that's what we have to say, energy or, or something. And I get it; these terms have all been co opted by Deepak Chopra or whoever, and yeah. mm-hmm. and it feels a particular way, um, but. There is, there is that feeling it's the reason the Germans have that, that word for it whereas like something is off here and what you're saying is that there's some energy that's off yeah. and, and uh, in order to move on well even Rob Bell says this in that book he said that uh, sometimes you have to move on because it's good mm. so it was good it's the end of this chapter right yeah. and if you stay too long it's going to end up in a divorce not a graduation
0: you never want to be the last person at the party
1: Right. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: There it, and change isn't bad. And you know ch- change for me it's all growth. It's all learning. I may go to Nashville and hate it for a year. But yeah. but, but but like I'm not scared to learn that.
2: Right. You're gonna well, learn something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just said it earlier, though. You, the letting go was so freeing, yeah. right? But the willingness to let go, I think, is is one of life's most mature virtues, and I think it's a superpower in a way. Because you just said it. Yeah. Hey, if Nashville doesn't work in a year, I'll let go of it. Yeah. I'm not gonna cling to that. My, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is uh, a author named David Foster Wallace. He wrote a book called Infinite Jest, and uh, <laughs> the 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 quote in there is, "Everything I've ever let go of has claw marks on it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not letting go at yeah, all, yeah, though, yeah. right? Th-
0: but last year, when we had to walk out of that house like it was a fire, uh-huh. was exactly what taught me that. Yeah. was oh, What am I holding on to? Mm. What am I holding on to?
2: Right.
0: None of that, which I placed all of my life value, all of my importance on.
2: You had a traumatic event. We won't get into yeah. the details. But you had to walk away from a house It essentially – Burnt down to the ground for uh, metaphorically, yes. at least, and you couldn't bring anything Not with you. Not a thing with us. Yeah.
0: Not none of our clothes, family heirlooms, pictures, books.
2: Not even the clothes on your back.
0: No, zero things. Uh huh. Mm. And that was the, I don't know that the transition from uh, LA to Nashville would be nearly as smooth if I hadn't experienced that and yeah. realized none of that meant anything. Yeah.
2: Right. Sometimes we have to go through these sort of car crash moments or we can manufacture them on our own. Like Ryan, when we first embraced minimalism, he did this thing called a packing party. Yeah. You know, because the time you have to deal with all your stuff is when you move. Yes. And you're confronted with everything you've been hoarding for 40 years or whatever it is. Right. And. So Ryan just packed up everything in his house like he was moving and over the course of 21 days he unpacked only the items he needed. So like, oh, I need a can opener, I need a uh, uh, tool set. Oh, I, dude, that was I need like, my bed. Yeah. We even packed up his furniture. Like I came over and packed up everything. Yeah.
1: No, I learned yeah, I just learned a lot. I mean, sometimes you have to have these like you said these car crashes. For me, like it was an intentional car crash cuz you know, Josh and I were talking, he's like, "Yeah, we well, you know when you move you're confronted with everything." And I'm like, "I could totally act like I'm moving and confront everything." And uh, yeah, it was. That's where the minimalist.com started. It was with that revelation of like, oh shit, like other people are going to get something out of this. They're going to get what I got out of this.
0: What was the one or two things that you were like, I can't believe I haven't unpacked that? Oh. Was there a couple things where you are like, I can't believe so,
1: I didn't need that? Yeah, I mean, some furniture. Um, yeah, it really, it really shined a light on all the extra stuff I had, like coffee mugs. I drink coffee. Yeah. But why do I need twenty coffee mugs? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, sentimental things. When I started going through, because I just, I didn't really look at every single thing before I packed it away. Some things were already in boxes, you know, that I hadn't unpacked yet from the last move. Right. So, uh, sentimental things. When I got to those, I was like, oh yeah, like these things are important. Like I had to like question that. And, uh, yeah, do, it was, it was awesome, man. Do
0: you know what I find where I do that now, where I hoard on my phone?
2: Uh, when I oh, see yeah, people, dude, digital, yeah. when I
0: see people at concerts, taking videos
2: uh-huh
0: i'm always like or at the grand canyon taking a video of the grand canyon tell me when you're going to look at that video right ever again it's so true. but it takes up space for sure and you're like well, oh, i can't erase that video of the grand canyon why not right why the fu- you're never going to look at that video of the great why didn't you just experience the grand canyon yeah mm-hmm. why don't you just experience dave grohl yeah you're not gonna watch the video of you in the fucking nosebleeds <laughs> barely or, or,
2: or even if you want to so so uh ryan last year i went to sedona this beautiful place with my he's wife like, you gotta go amazing. you gotta go
1: man I've, i had not been and he's like can point. you
2: send me a, a picture of where you're at and yeah. i'm like yeah i just googled the resort we were staying at and because they have way better photos than i'm yeah. ever gonna yeah. yeah so i just he's copied like, here's it what it and looks like it to him. i'm like oh this is beautiful and yep. it's like i realized i didn't take a, a picture of the entire time because of that, that, the sort of digital clutter, and also like I'm not the professional curator of these things. If you really want to see the Grand Canyon after you visit it, you know how many drone videos in 4K there are on YouTube yeah, of that yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. You don't need that. By the way, if you're if you're <laughs> right, at right, who would rather look at your little shitty iPhone picture yeah, yeah. of the Grand Canyon? <laughs> No, don't look on YouTube. You blow it up. Check this (laughs) out.
0: Sorry, my screen's cracked. I dropped it
1: at the (laughs) Grand Canyon. Oh,
2: dude. Have you
0: seen those videos of people almost falling off the cliff at the Grand Canyon, taking selfies and shit?
1: No, I've heard. I've seen stories of people falling off. Actual. There was
0: one woman who was so lucky. Her mom, or it was either mom or daughter, grabbed. Oh, My God. Hey, man, it's the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Take a look. Live it up. We we've already. Oh my God. One of the things we're driving across Hmm. to Nashville and my son's gonna drive the moving truck with one of his friends and my wife and i are driving her. and um you know when you drive you ever driven across country oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we've
2: we've done like multiple tours Me in his too. toyota corolla I yeah coast to coast, yeah. to coast to yeah. coast yeah it's awesome
1: man.
0: but what i love the most and i told beth i'm like hey we're gonna do a lot of silence there's something about driving for an extended period of time music maybe in the background mm-hmm. but just i want to look and take it in and because mm-hmm. i've done a lot of drives i've Texas to New York, New York, to Seattle, Seattle to here, here back to New York. Like mm. there's something about it. I and, and let's map out, let's take our time Yeah. and see
3: yeah. things.
0: I don't want to whip through this journey. Uh-huh. Let, let's map it out. And so she, and she was like, I'm on board for that. She said, let's try to do that when we get to Nashville too, by the way, let's not whip through it. Let's yes. like,
1: amen. Yeah.
2: Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I think we take for granted. Like we grew up in Dayton, Ohio And Uh, (laughs) hey, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we turned turned out all right, you know. So did Sean. (laughs) Sorry about that, man. (laughs) Sorry about that. You've never played Wileys before. Oh, it in I've I've been through Dayton, Ohio oh, before. Yeah, I, I, I mean the great Dave Chappelle lives there still. He does, yeah, by yeah. the way. He putting yeah.
0: on those those concerts every. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: My is, God. isn't it weird that the best comedy shows in all of America right now are in, in, Dayton, in Ohio? Dayton, Ohio? Yeah, <laughs> that is weird, man.
0: Yeah, everybody from all over the world flying into Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Bill Burr's
2: here. <laughs> yeah, Louis C.K. I'm sure sneaks in there. Tiffany uh,
0: Haddish is there. Oh, Common oh my was God, was there this weekend? That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: And so um, we grew up there, but there's like the best Air Force museum in the world is there because that's where the plane was invented, was in Dayton. And so like, but you never go there when you live in Dayton. Yeah. In fact, we never went until like we go back to Dayton now and I'll tell you, hey, you got to go to the Air Force Museum. I'm like showing people I bring with me. I'm like, I never went to this. Why did yeah. I go to this? By the way, the best park system in all of the country, Greater Dayton, Ohio. It's it is really? outdoor magazine did this whole feature on their park system best parks it's amazing yeah and I'm like I I never went to the parks <laughs>
0: ever when I lived there why how many times you've been to the beach since you've been here
2: yeah right I right. mean yeah, uh, yeah a and,
0: and like
1: a that, couple, that's couple dozen times maybe but like I, I've been here three years <laughs> oh yeah I, I in the never. last three years yeah
0: the beach here now I've been to beaches in other parts of the world
1: <laughs> right the last three years I've yeah. been
0: to the beach here one
1: time oh wow wow uh,
2: because it's here. Right. I was
0: like, what yeah. the fuck? Why am I going? Right.
2: But when I go to Florida, I'm like, let's go to the beach. Let's
0: go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: live.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and so like we, we take these things for granted, but we can be a tourist in our own town. And I think I think what's incredibly important when when going to place, especially like going to a place like Nashville, is those first ninety days setting up that um the the ritual of exploring. The one thing that I've done in LA that's really helped is every other Thursday, Bex, my wife and, and I, uh Bex and I, we we every other Thursday we take the day off and we go explore somewhere in LA County that we've never been before. Mm. And so it'll just be any, well, let's go to Atwater Village today. Hell yeah. And, uh, I still don't know where that is. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Oh, I'm I'm like, so where the fuck is I'm so
2: glad the only know. one. <laughs>
1: I've like I keep saying I'm going to print off a map of L.A. and yeah. all the little burbs and like memorize where they're at. But yeah, I have Century City. Uh, I have no.
0: People are like, can you make it out to Santa Clarita? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Is that a day trip? I don't fuck. I guess. Can you send me a, a Google map? I don't is that know. In Arizona, right? I, yeah. Sun Valley is that in the desert? I don't know. Like, right. I, I, yeah, I want Village.
2: But that 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 sort of like. And there's no expectation it's just like hey we're gonna spend Thursday and we're gonna go to yeah, wherever Boyle yeah. Heights or again uh, yeah it, and by the way it's flops all the time. it's like yeah I've never been to Encino. well I see why now like <laughs> I could have told you that <laughs> though, <right? laughs> but at least I need to experience it yeah, right yeah and, and so like now we've done that but there's somewhere we, we we go back and like yeah that was great we should do that again and so mm-hmm. um I, I found that like setting up the sort of the ritual of exploration has made living in LA. A lot more pleasurable. Now, the quarantine totally screwed that up because yeah. like, you can't go anywhere even when you go right. to. Let's go to, uh, you know, wherever. we we'll Calabasas. Go. Yeah, let's go to Calabasas <laughs> and do what? I know where that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <There> <laughs> I do know where that <laughs> yeah. is. We got a few more questions here. We should probably dive into a few of them. Hayden right. has a question for us. How do
1: I ensure my partner and I share similar values and beliefs? And then there's a follow-up question from Michelle here. What should I do when my values... And my partner's values simply don't align. So kind of similar questions there.
2: Similar, but there's an important distinction here. So the first question from Hayden, Josh, she says, or yeah, she says, How do I ensure my partner and I share similar values and beliefs? I, I think those are two different things. So here's how I describe values versus beliefs. Your beliefs are a path that lead you toward your values. Mm-hmm. And so here's a good example for you. Ryan and I have the same or very similar values, mm-hmm. but we have Pretty different beliefs in a lot of areas. Yeah,
1: they're not I, so radically different as they used to be, but no, I, I mean, I used to true. be like hardcore Jehovah's Witness Christian, so I was very much like,
2: I man, tell Josh-
1: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, Josh, you better, you know, God's gonna come back and kill everyone. You better uh, hope you're one that he doesn't kill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. I, by the I, way, I, that's
0: a that's a, a that. attention grabbing opener.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Really? I'd wake up to that text. (laughs) Yeah. Josh, how would you like
2: to live? (laughs) What? (laughs) But we do have the same values. We just have different paths to get there, I feel like, right? Um, Uh, By the way, that's a lot of what's happening in America right now.
0: A lot of the divisiveness. Different beliefs. People have the same values, Mm -hmm. but refuse to accept other people's beliefs on how to end up at the same yeah. place
2: right right well, and, and, and yeah. then of course they they rage as a result yeah like, i'm going to force you to have my beliefs Dude. to get to
0: my we, we, I, we're going to get to the same place but you're going to get there thinking the way i think yeah, yeah. that's so fascinating yeah. i hadn't thought of that
2: and so maybe i mean i hear this all the time with uh with different people talking about like the, the election broke up their marriage I don't give a damn who Beck's vo- votes for. Like right. it doesn't matter to me because I know who she is, and if she happens to have a different belief. Of, by the way, a politician has never changed my life. Right. But let's ever no no. no yeah. I, I'm much more concerned about what's going on in my house than the White House. Yeah. And and unfortunately, I get it's the it's the infantilizing thing. It's like, well, I, yeah, okay, I do want someone to who's going to be responsible to take care of me. Well, yeah, but I need to be able to take care of myself, regardless.
0: Well, the the politicians have tricked you into thinking you need them for the better life, mm. right? And that they're going to change your life. And in my listen, obviously, there's some policies get passed that definitely change yeah. can, people's lives, right? Right. But in general, they change your life through fear.
1: Yes. Through Oof.
0: the through the boogeyman, they yeah. change their they change your life into what might happen if you don't stick with me
1: yeah so it's not even talking about how they are going to do more for you as much as if the other person gets elected then it's going to be just like nazi germany which by the way both sides right now are using that against each other by
0: the way there's the the the, the, the fear so i gravitate towards hope yeah right so mm. when i see hope messages i'm like this is what i like
1: mm-hmm.
0: but most people gravitate Their action they get is from fear.
1: Absolutely. It's,
0: A, that person is going to take away some things that you already have. Mm -hmm. Nothing motivates you more than that, Mm -hmm. than thinking that that person is going to not take away some imaginary thing, Mm -hmm. but take away something that I already have. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. You're not coming to get whatever it is that I already Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. And so that motivation... Elevates your fear and your anger and your angst and all of that shit and motivates you to do things.
2: Yeah, but it's not not productive things. Usually.
0: No, 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 not at all. being motivated by fear is the in fear and desperation. Uh, you, when you're desperate and you try to get into a relationship,
2: whew, yeah can smell you can
0: smell it,
1: can smell it. Yeah. yeah it's almost we're programmed though to react off of fear and desperation like you think about you know hunter-gatherer type situation you got a bear right next to you like you got to react to that yeah but now it's like you you uh you make people feel fear and desperation where they don't need to feel fear and desperation yes. but you know that that is the, the the
2: feeling that you can get people to act on yeah it's, it's a flinch right yeah uh the guy we were talking about earlier, Julian Smith, he wrote a book called The Flinch, and uh, basically he says, Yo, we're evolved to, like, if some if you were to swing on me right now, I'm going to flinch, I'm gonna, yeah. uh, There's, I've, but now it's like, my 401k went down one-tenth of one no. percent, and we have a sort of uh, metaphorical flinch response to that, nothing actually changed, but all of a sudden, now I'm panicked in my mind, should I sell, should I buy, should I, and it's like, no, the, now I'm reacting because of some fear, if I wouldn't have just looked at the thing, and by the way... The, the news is great at this. They don't have the same incentive that that we do. It's the reason Ryan and I don't do advertising. I think the advertising model is the greatest problem for social media, for communication, everything else. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do it. We'd make over a million dollars a year if we did advertising with the, the audience that we have. The reason that we, we, we don't do it, though, is because... It's, it's such a, a pernicious thing. What it does, it takes you from adding value because our audience only supports us on, on Patreon. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. If they find value in what we're doing. But people support the New York Times or LA Times or Fox News or whoever out of rage. And it doesn't matter to the New York yeah. Times or to Fox News whether you're tuning in for rage or hate getting watchers. value. Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't matter to them. As long as they have your eyeballs there, they can sell your eyeballs to the advertisers. Mm-hmm. Hate
0: watchers, you know, you've heard Stern talk about people. Half of his listeners, he was like, if it wasn't for, oh, yeah. I forget exactly when he talked about it, it, but he would talk about people who, if it wasn't for the people who hated him, uh-huh. his business would
2: not be nearly as good. Like well, They did a survey the people who hate listen to him, listen to him twice as long.
0: It's so bananas. It's the Glenn myth. Beck thing. Oh, yeah. What is yeah.
2: that? Uh, so, Glenn Beck, at one point in time, Time Magazine did this uh, the top 10 lists of the most influential people in the media and the 10 most hated people in America, and he was on both lists.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I will tell mm. you something. You know, you were saying earlier about. Okay. what what I talked to you earlier about I've been taking a couple of mushrooms. Mm hmm. One of the benefits, and and I've the, one of the, as soon as this happened, I really kind of basically slowed down, but I was high with the mushrooms, and I don't trip. I take it, I like microdose a little bit,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I felt so good, mm. and I was like, okay, and my outlook was so positive. Mm. And as I'm sitting there and a little high, I was like, I, I'm the same person I was an hour ago, mm-hmm. but now I just feel like all the things i'm not thinking about the negative i'm thinking about the positive Mm
3: -hmm.
0: i was like this truly is my choice like i'm choosing Mm -hmm. what to think about i'm choosing Mm -hmm. what to what to always just sink into
2: yeah i can
0: Mm -hmm. choose this
2: Uh uh-huh
0: why what is it about this that i keep going back to why don't i choose this right why why don't I, why am I thinking about the things that I can't do and I don't have, instead of the things that I can do and I do have?
2: Yes, yeah. And
0: it's, I'm sorry that it took a mushroom or two to change that, <laughs> uh, but that shift in thought, and this again happened over quarantine, which is why I tell you I'm mentally healthier than I've ever been, is I like to now think about things that I do have yeah. and that I can do, Yeah. as opposed to, there, there are, for all of us, there are tons of things that none of us have or we can't do. Yeah, why am I thinking about those things? Right, There's yeah. so many positives in my life that if I just think about those, I'm like, this is a way better day than
2: yeah the yeah. other you, one. You can, you I mean, you can really get caught up in, in the things that we can never have too, um, or the things we. Th- the, I think the other pernicious side of that is the things we think we want, mm-hmm. and, and you know, do you want that or did someone else tell you to want it? Another problem with the advertising model is is People are constantly telling us, and they're very effective, making me feel like I want something. And yeah. and um, it used to be the the keeping up with the Joneses. And now there's this this marketing term, the the vertical expansion of your reference group. It just means... Yeah.
0: I mean, I know what all those words mean, <laughs> but <we're not laughs> in a sentence, yeah. I have no idea what yeah. they mean yeah. together. Well,
2: it's, <laughs> it's, oh, <Lord. laughs> it, yeah, a lot of high paid yeah. people who um, went to college who said... Um, well, what we want to do is it was keeping up with the Joneses. That was your next door neighbor. But now the Joneses are in your pocket. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's keeping up with the Kardashians now. Yeah, Yeah. Right. yeah exactly. And so um, we, we sort of uh, self-medicate and pacify ourselves with, with, um, with all these different um, things that aren't actually bringing us joy, pleasure, happiness, contentment. Yeah. Uh, to back to the, the values yeah. and beliefs thing, though. I, I would set aside the beliefs. In fact, I would encourage you to surround yourself with people who have different beliefs from you, as long as they're not harming you. Right. In fact, if they're making you uncomfortable, even better. Uh, And 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 listen whenever you can. Um, It's amazing. Like I will intentionally seek out, and I wasn't always this way. I will try to listen to. Ben Shapiro and Bill Maher, and but and I may not agree with either one of them. I think teams are quite are actually the problem. But like, I can at least appreciate when someone's being honest and when someone's not. A
0: hundred percent. You know, and this this is obviously. Look, guys, I'm a dumb comic, and but I never understood why I had to vote for a politician. Why why can't we a la carte these policies? Why can't I yes. go into a booth instead of voting for a person? Go well. I believe in this. I believe in this and I can a la carte my policies so we can truly see what everyone in America, you want to know if people in America want abortion, Mm. put that Mm -hmm. on the ballot, right? You're going to get, you want people to come out and vote. Mm -hmm. That's what people are voting for. They're not voting for people. They're voting for, I know a lot of single issue voters Mm -hmm. as I'm sure some of you do. right. So they don't want to vote for that person. They want to vote for this
1: for the issue. Yeah.
0: So why don't we put up, 20 of the biggest issues. Yeah, yeah. So we can vote for somebody who be our talking head if we want, but let the people actually decide what the values are of this country. Why, hmm Why why can't we a la carte some of these things to get a true uh, 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 gauge of that?
2: Yeah. I feel like I was with you until the last 10 years maybe, and then all of a sudden, we all turned into morons. Dude, Um, that's exactly what I was thinking. Unfortunately...
1: I Unfortunately, agree. now. <laughs> yeah. The ma- Dude, if you were, how long ago was that? So it's an old survey. Uh-huh. But if you just surveyed random people on the street, hey, is Noah's Ark a true story? The vast majority of people were like, oh, yeah, that definitely happened. Yes. That's definitely a true story. Yeah. The animals, yeah. one of each sex, every single kind just magically showed up on a boat. They all fit on the boat. I mean, that tells you a lot about people's mentalities
2: and by the way you could answer that and say oh, i think it's a great story right and i think it's a you know a metaphor for when we screw up the planet sure. then there are well, consequences
0: so. yeah so and i agree with you that by the way po- i used
2: to be one of those people who believed it was a true story but yeah yeah you- <laughs> I'm,
1: ref- I'm a reformed moron <laughs> yeah. i agree
0: with you that there are a lot of uninformed people
3: yeah
0: but is it better that the uninformed people are now voting for Somebody who doesn't, at the end of the day, speak for us. At the end of the day, here's the thing. mm -hmm. At the end of the day, everybody, everybody in this room, everybody you know, Mm -hmm. has their own agenda. Yes. Sure. So I don't care if I elect this guy and he's like, I speak for you. The fuck you do. Right. You speak for you. Right. There Mm -hmm. is no public servant. Right. So why don't I make you speak for me by voting Mm -hmm. on this topic?
2: You have to You don't have a choice. No, I I like it better than what our current system is. Our current system is, um, well, it used to be like sort of Pepsi versus Coke. Now it's like toilet water versus sewer water or whatever. Like that you have these, these people do not, Could comport to my own values in in any way, shape, or form, right? There, there may be a few things there. I think that political parties should probably be illegal. Um, and and or more than two, right, right. And that's my point. Like, if you ran ten candidates and they didn't have a party, but it was just like, okay, let me see what she says. Let me see what he says. Let me see what she says. At least you would get one step closer to like, okay, that's that person's not exactly who I like, but if they're going to represent me. it's not team red team blue that works really well when you're you you want to you know um uh support the memphis grizzlies or whatever Right. right um but you know, all of a sudden, when you when you change teams in in politics, I shouldn't want to follow you the same. It's yeah. uh the, the analogy I'll use the, the the Grizzlies one is like Mike Conley left and went to the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I'm a Utah Jazz fan. Long story. Um, uh, Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> 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 and uh, and um, now all of a sudden, the guy didn't like a, a season ago because he put on a purple jersey. I oh now I like you. Yeah. Well. But, that's fine in sports. There's no negative consequences really, but we're doing that with how we govern the will of the people, the affairs of the people. It's so crazy. Also
0: that like we're all, every person is a different shade of gray. There's no good person and there's no bad person, right? All everybody in the world, if you took the five worst things you've ever said or done, mm-hmm. would you want everybody in the world to know what they are yeah, and be
2: judged no. by those no. five worst things? Right. No. no. I mean, I here's a weird thing. Like, I think I put them all in our next book. Right. But, <laughs> but no, people but, all. But there's enough distance is the right. problem. Right. right. Yeah. I, I couldn't have admitted to a, a lot of this stuff in, as it was happening. Oh God. Right. No, <laughs> I wasn't even. I couldn't admit it to myself. Right. You know? Exactly. I was right. Truthful with myself. right. Exactly.
0: You don't want to be judged. And so we're 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 not allowed to be shades of gray anymore. Right. And if you change teams, or if you say one thing, mm-hmm. that is, you look at, uh, however you feel about John McCain. Yeah, Dude was, without a doubt, a Republican and a conservative. Yeah. There were just some things he disagreed with his party on. Right. And all of a sudden, he's this traitor.
1: He's the right. heretic.
0: And yeah. he's like, yo dude, this dude has put his entire life into this party. But he's a, he's a person who has his own thoughts and you're not allowed. All of a sudden you're seen Mm. as this fucking just terrible. Well, if you don't agree with a hundred percent of us, that's called a cult.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's dangerous shit.
2: Yeah, it is, man. I I totally agree. So to get back to to finish the values conversation, here's what I'll say to both Hayden and Michelle and anyone else who listened to this. You, want to, you do want someone who shares similar values. To you. Yeah. If you don't have that, yeah. you're going to have a bad relationship, period. If, if your partner is not willing to sit down with you and have a conversation
1: about your values, well, that right there is a very clear sign that they don't value what your values are together. Yeah. So, uh, they need to have a conversation.
2: We have a a free, they also
0: can't force their values. No, of course not. No, 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 no.
2: I think most people don't know what their values are. Right. Um, and so like Ryan and I on our website, it's free. The com slash V. We have like a values worksheet there because, uh, what we've identified as like four different types of values so like there are some that are more important than others but the i use the analogy of a house when you build a house you need a foundation so you have foundational values yeah. right those are the most important because without a good foundation you just sink into the earth right mm-hmm. and then you have uh structural values so like you know the beams in your house they hold the house up those are also important maybe not equally important as the foundation but they're they're second most important they're different kind of values um and we go into all this on the worksheet, but, and then you have surface values. Like every house needs a facade, it beautifies it, makes it nice, and, and uh, it also keeps the weather out, etc. Yeah. You have surface values, that they're also important, just less important, and then we have imaginary values. And that's the biggest problem. We think we value all of these other things, but that are not actual values in, at all. In fact, they're the obstacle. They're the fence yeah. around the house that prevents us from, yeah. from getting I value it how all.
1: many likes I get on Facebook. I value how many followers I have. Like the, those are, yeah. Yeah. That's those, a those
2: are imaginary value that has no effect on your life. Yeah. Right. A, a, or a negative one, right? Right. Yeah. yeah no positive effect. Um, and so um, I think you, with what we're talking about here, the foundational and the structural values, I think they're really important to share, to have quite a bit of overlap. Foundational values, they should probably all be the same. Um, the the structural values you're gonna to have to have some compromise and that's okay every relationship has some some co- compromise some sacrifice i used to kind of be against those things because i think i i would sacrificed my values and that's what we don't want we don't want to sacrifice our values in a relationship but we do sacrifice something for someone else in our life mm-hmm, yeah. i'm sure you sacrifice for your wife and your kids all the time and you certainly have in the past yeah they owe me
1: <laughs> is that what i'm supposed to say <laughs> yeah
3: exactly
2: he's like got a, he's got a piece of paper in his pocket <laughs> yeah. like you want me to tell you what they owe me <laughs> let's see here pita has a question for us right what are some good ways to check in
1: on an introvert during difficult times without overwhelming them so josh this question is for you <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: don't yeah i mean i'm the biggest introvert i know i i spend i have a wife and a daughter and i've spent 70 plus percent of my time alone Mm -hmm. um well some introverts don't like they need help but they won't ask for it i don't think you're that type
1: of person but i think that i do i do struggle with it though yeah a little bit so yeah i I do see where this question is coming from but i literally like josh has called me before and he's like hey man uh i'm having a rough time um you're not gonna hear from me for a week and don't call me
2: and i'm like okay if you need that time man like that's that's the key though man. Yeah. You just hit the nail on the head. It's being understanding of the person where they are, right? Yeah. what does compassion mean? Right? It comes from from two words. The the the, the Latin cum cum. That Latin? <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't know I spoke Latin. <laughs>
1: Which ironically means to be in his <laughs> better is covered in Latin. <laughs> I
2: have a
1: Latin bedsheet nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and right. then uh, pass us Which means It's the same root as passion Which mm. means to suffer So compassion just means To be in suffering With someone mm. And so like if, if you If you're trying To be compassionate Towards someone It's understanding their, their suffering Where they are You don't By the way This is where I fail All the time And I don't know If you experience this at all But I always try to solve The problem uh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, uh, wife's comes to me. Look, I'm, uh, I, you know, I just uncovered some trauma. recently. Here's what you should do. Well, yeah. great. I've got the three-step solution to fix right. this. One. Yeah, and I've learned over the last year or two, specifically, to really just step back and, and listen, and, and that's the compassion. Yeah, and you don't have to feel the suffering with them. That, that's empathy, right? The, the feeling whatever someone else feels, but being mm. in the suffering with them is. Uh, is quite often all you need to do. Bear witness.
0: I. It
2: took me the first
0: couple of years of the marriage mm-hmm. till she finally said, I don't need you to solve this. Mm-hmm. I need you
2: to listen. Uh, yeah. And I was
0: like, well, that's against my instinct. Well, here, here's, you don't here's, want, what,
1: here's why you need that. The reason yeah, why you yeah. don't want me to solve your problems yeah. is because...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: Uh, I was always in solution mode. Yeah. Right,
2: you saw it as as binary. It's like if you you saw it as like the the handyman coming to to fix or the plumber showing up to fix the faucet, right? Mm.
0: But it, why would you tell me there's a problem if you don't want me to fix it? Exactly. Right. Yeah.
2: Where where it's like what well, there is a problem, but the solution is you listening. Yes. Ooh, yeah. A- and man, that's it's still hard for me now. It's like you call the plumber and he shows up with a chainsaw. Oh. See, there's a 30s for a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, it, <Yeah. laughs> Well, I think it's not intuitive to us because it, it's like calling the plumber and he shows up to just listen that there's a a, a pipe <laughs> leaking and then he leaves and you pay him 60 bucks. <laughs> <Just> wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, that is a leaky pipe. Yeah, you oh, know yeah. what? Your instinct was right. Your pipes are <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think I think that is is the key. And by the way, we're all hypocrites. Uh, understanding oh, that yeah. as well. Um, wrote this this essay recently uh, over on our website. It's called "Compassion for Hypocrites." But um, the the I think the first line of it is the man who protests capitalism using a chains or using a cha- I've got chainsaws. in my mind. oh my god, there's a fourth, there's a fourth chainsaw. <laughs> the man who protests capitalism using the megaphone he purchased from walmart mm-hmm. and and i think you there are a bunch of other examples there like the vegan who who Wears sprays insecticide on hypocrites. her garden yeah. right all of us are hypocrites and, yeah yeah we're, and, and instead of uh, uh, the final one was like the minimalist who owns six jackets that's me right and, and like so like i realized that i live
0: in la man
2: I, 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 I right so,
0: sometimes you're in Boyle heights there are six
2: seasons here in los angeles
1: <laughs>
0: you might be in los
1: Feliz. you might you
0: might be change it down to 62 degrees instead of 67 god, do you have a jacket for every eight degree yeah. increment <laughs> oh my god yeah, it's
2: perfect um <clears throat> by the way like i've never needed a jacket here either i yeah, but that's my point I'm a, I'm a hypocrite like have compassion for me and I'll, i will do my best to have compassion for for other yeah. people as well it's, and some people like that that was a really popular thing and it, it, it spread but some people really misunderstood it. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were I put, saw the like, comments. They were like, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> l- look at, yeah, yeah, but uh, here some, here's a list of some other hypocrites. I'm like, no, 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 you didn't read the rest of the thing. It was yeah, about why right. we need to have compassion for other people, why it's necessary to bear witness yeah. uh, because we're all a little bit fucked up. Well, when we judge
1: hypocrites, it's because we're looking at that person and we think to ourselves, we can never be a hypocrite like that. So we project this judgment that really we're putting on ourselves. Mm. But if we took a second to stop and look we could realize like oh like we are hypocrites in our own way so and i'm easy on myself with the, like i use an apple computer i mean if i really think about it i feel like a piece of shit for using an apple computer with the damage it does to the environment the, the the factories over in china mm-hmm. it's like uh but i can get through it and i can be like all right ryan you're not a piece of shit for using an apple computer um, so, yeah, it's I, so
0: much better than PC. You're like, so fucking right. It. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would use PC. You know, what? Oh. factory schmactory. This factory fits in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, <it's, laughs> it, yeah,
2: it is the person tweeting about income inequality yeah. on a device that was made by underpaid workers, right? Right. Yeah.
0: A uh, hundred. It's one of the big problems some people have with which I don't with NBA players right now not speaking out against china because china is such a big purchaser
1: of the nba of the nba yeah
0: and, and the nba gets so much money and if we're talking about people's rights
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: who's you know it doesn't get much more egregious than what happens yeah. over in china oh you my know God. Yeah. yeah so i know some people like so some people consider that to be but i here's kind of where i fall in the hypocrite thing uh, look you're always more interested in what's happening in your house than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to care more about what's happening here than what about the women's rights in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't live there. So yeah. it doesn't, if I'm being honest with you.
2: We didn't evolve to it, care about well, Yeah,
0: it doesn't resonate. You don't have the
1: it, capacity to care for every single problem. In yeah, every single yeah, it doesn't
0: part. resonate. It doesn't resonate with you. Can you wait one second? I have to, there's a dude I'm supposed to hop on a Zoom with at 1. I oh. just want to tell him it's going to be 1.30. Well, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. Hold on one second. One second. Yep cool well i'll just keep talking real quick um so let me get back to peter's question here as an introvert let me oh, yeah. let me just say this um, how do you want to be
1: approached josh
2: yeah I, I as an introvert that's the irony is like i don't usually want to be approached but what right? if you really need help though and like you're struggling
1: asking for help
2: right but i think it's up to me to determine whether or not i need help right yeah uh, here, here's the problem like, so maybe so, that's
1: the way to approach it hey uh i
2: see you're going through a rough time can i help Yeah, I think that's a bad, a bad way to approach it. Actually, I don't think I don't think ever asking someone, how can I help is useful. Um, I I think maybe I shouldn't say ever. That's wrong. But I think quite often um, it's best to if you really want to help someone. Yeah. Know who they are and -hmm. what they need and just try to help in that way instead of asking how you can help. Um, Now, how do you get to know who they are? Um, You spend time with them. You have these these discussions. You identify what your values are, mm-hmm. and if you do that, then if someone needs help, you can say, "Hey, I'll, I'll listen. I'll, I'm here to listen." So maybe, yeah. So if maybe it's it opening all.
1: up an opportunity to listen. Yeah, yeah. Instead of flat out saying, "How can I help?" Yeah, listening to the person, then maybe they might, you know, signal a way for you to help by yeah. just listening to them, or maybe that's all they need. Yeah. yeah.
2: Let's move on Sorry to about that. no, no y'all are I mean, good. No uh,
1: Leslie has a question for us. How do I find a middle ground with a partner who is completely intractable? Intractable. Josh, thoughts? First, First of all, intractable Google intractable? Mean, yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what that is.
2: <laughs> like, uh, I, mean, I mean, I think it means completely. You want the, do you want the explanation of intractable? Yes, yeah, what I is intractable?
1: Intractable means that uh, you get there, don't budge. Okay. Oh, they he's will a, he's not our budge. resident grammarian. Okay, yes. Budge. Google, Google
2: grammarian, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So she she's former a, English teacher. Yeah. So
1: how do you deal with someone who won't budge?
2: Yeah, it, I don't. I, how I, do you move the unmovables? Uh, What's your okay?
1: So me. personally, I don't deal with people who won't budge. If this is their partner, that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yes. But I'm telling you right now, if. I didn't budge with Mariah on things. There's no way she would be with me.
2: Yeah, but there's some things you shouldn't budge on. So, like when we're talking about, I think we kind of yeah, but intractable this is a general statement. They are right. who they are, and they won't budge on anything. Sure.
1: That's so. That's what intractable means. Budging on anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so you want to be intractable with respect to your core values. Yeah. Right. But you need you want to be as fluid as possible with respect to everything else. You said earlier you like to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, well, there's there are several good reasons to do that, even though in the moment it's not the, it doesn't feel like the best thing necessarily.
0: I'll tell you right now, I it, when my wife if she said, can we try this? My answer is always yes.
2: Mm.
0: My answer if you say do you can, you want to try, do you want to do? My answer is generally always yes if it's something I haven't done because how do I know I don't like it if right. I don't do it. If I don't mm. look it, if I don't taste it, if I don't see it, so I'm always. Now I may be like I'm never doing that again. Mm. I've said that a minute, million times <laughs> in my life, but I've tried. A t- look, I ate an I ate a live cockroach, not because I
1: wanted to, but
0: because I'd never done that.
1: Yeah. And like they were it, like, they did it on Fear Factor one time. I'm going to try it. Uh,
0: well, it was actually it was on a TV show, but they oh, were like, well, you don't I'm, have to do that. I'm like, fuck it, I'm here.
1: Yeah.
0: Give me the cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? What? what, what I. And I asked the guy, death or anything, he was like, nah man, just gross. And I was like, "No, then let's try it.
3: Yeah.
0: And I knew I wasn't gonna like it, but like, I want to experience, mm. I got one ride on this rock. Yeah. So basically, I can look back and go, I stuck on this lane my entire time, mm-hmm. but what kind of fun is that? Like, yeah. why not open it up? I, some of my best stories about, about shit, I didn't like. Yeah, but it's a great story and for looking sure. back it's an experience and what a great thing for the three of us to talk about we all did this thing we didn't like but the experience itself is was oddly enough good
3: yeah mm-hmm.
0: it was good something the three of us experienced and can share together and all the shit in it boy it was terrible but out of it man yeah. aren't we closer and don't we have shit to talk about and share like mm-hmm. that's kind of where i'm at with that
2: I feel like I have a slightly more nuanced view on this. I I don't do things I dislike, but I'll ha- I have to do it first before I realize whether or not That's I dislike I mean. it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like you're not going to continue eating cockroaches. Nope. You're like, well, this sucks, and you're just yeah. like, right? <laughs> it's like a can of Pringles, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But I think it's important, right? Because then you you reach a certain age. I don't know where it is. I think the average person is probably somewhere around thirty-five, and where all of a sudden you've become, you, you know what you like and don't like so far because you've tried out the majority of things. And if you want to expand that, then you're going to have to get outside of, you've developed a nice comfort zone. The problem is I think, I think our, our comfort is inversely correlated to our comfort zones. Yeah. Like quite often we, we do everything to make ourselves as you know, we, we, we've we infantilized ourselves, we've bubble-wrapped our world, and all of a sudden, like, anything happens, like, I can't believe the thermostat is set to 76, but I, I'm only comfortable if it's 72 degrees mm-hmm. in here. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, don't you realize that most people don't even have access to this? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who are those people?
1: So <laughs> how, how does PETA what I'm sorry Leslie how does Leslie what does she do with her partner who is and tra- how does she help her partner be tractable it's so but like
0: <laughs> without knowing if they're married if they're yeah. dating
1: like there's so many there's a lot of unknowns
0: Yeah, unknowns if this is somebody you've been married to for 30 years is too late
2: yeah do you know what I mean you're, right you're, but it's not too late to walk away and I think that right that, yeah. that willingness to walk away um you know the movie Heat, Robert De Niro's character he, he says never bring anything into your life you're not willing to walk away from in 30 seconds flat and well, I don't subscribe to that exactly um, I do apply it to virtually everything even my marriage With re- every month Bex and I ask, hey do you still want to be in this? Every month um, How did it go this month? <laughs> so far so good <laughs> <laughs> There's three days left yeah. um, <laughs> It's like renewing our contract yeah. monthly, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, what I've learned from that is that's what real commitment is. Uh, commitment isn't signing a piece of paper. How well does that work out? There's what do they say that that you know, roughly half the marriages end in divorce. That's number's actually going down because people are getting married a little bit later. But the same number of marriages, arranged marriages also end in divorce. So like It just goes to show you that Mm -hmm. uh, there's a type of person who will make this work and there's a type of person who will not make it work on average. There are obviously extenuating circumstances there. But yeah, half the arranged marriages do just as poorly as half of the non-arranged marriages. Is is there a way to
1: show an intractable person the benefits of trying new things or trying to budge on certain things? Like I think about Josh going to movies by himself – Like, I I looked at, for the longest time I looked at that, like, that is so weird. Like, I would never do that. And then I started to see the benefit of, like, oh, like, Josh actually likes being with himself. I wish I enjoyed being with myself. I'm going to try that out. Mm. So, like, how do you, you know, is there a way to show them the benefit? Maybe there's not a way to show this, you know, Leslie's partner the benefit. But that's where my mind would go if I was really trying to get someone to budge, is, like, how can I help them see the benefit of what I'm trying to get them to to budge a little bit. Well, it's on always it. by showing, never by yeah. telling. Right. right? It's the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: You just got to try it. I never I never leapt up and said Ryan, go to the movies. You're on a weirdo your own. if you don't go to yeah. the movies by yourself, right? Yeah. But
0: I, with you, I'm always envious. People when they go to the movies by themselves. I'm like, I wish I was that comfortable with myself.
1: Yeah. You know? I wish like and you so, can be. I started going to dinners by myself. What I know, uh, dude. I've been eating at a like, and it used to be at the bar because, like, at the bar, it's okay to be bar, by it's okay. it's okay to be by yourself. But at a regular table by yourself, that's that used to be weird to me.
0: So on the road, yeah, yeah. obviously by myself a lot, but I always eat at a bar.
1: Yeah, mm. I
0: always eat at the bar. It just feels more communal. Right. Communal, right? Right. So I'm not by myself. I'm with these, with these people. Oh. Up. I'm having dinner with twelve
1: other people. yay right. what's up, man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the people
1: of it. But at a dinner by yourself, I've, I I yeah. still haven't
0: done that. That's try it out, man.
1: Try going to a movie by. Have you ever been to a movie by yourself? Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. I can't think of the last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. certainly not. But try recently. going to dinner no. by yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean. Don't knock it till you try it, like you said, man. No,
0: I'm gonna give it a run.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna it give it, it a run for sure. <laughs> well, maybe not right now with COVID,
2: but I mean, he's actually, not intractable. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, no, dude, I'm he's, ready for whatever. He's totally yeah. tractable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, ultimately, it comes down to you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. And and I wouldn't I wouldn't be focused on trying to change them. You can you can, as Josh says here, you you can. Uh, demonstrate an experience. You can demonstrate the benefits for the person, mm-hmm. but you can you, know, you can drag the horse to water, put a gun to their head, they're still not necessarily going to drink it, even if they're thirsty. Right. Josh Wolf, thank you so much for being here today. Guys, yeah, man.
0: I can't tell you how excited I was when I got this invitation.
2: I slid up in his DMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I led with the dick there. Yeah. Respect, by the way. That was Respect, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's like, who is that aggressively average <laughs> dick? <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did he put a smiley face on top of Oh, no, that's just his foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> Those Greek rumors are not true.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I I was... um. I was really excited for a, a bunch of different reasons, but I really appreciate you guys reaching out and asking me to do this. I, I, I had a great time, and I came to learn, and I feel like I learned a lot from you guys
1: today. Awesome, man. That's beautiful. We well, do awesome wise, work, man. and thanks for the work you do, man. It's uh, My secret dream is to like do like a 15-minute, I would love to do a set on minimalism. Mm-hmm. Can like, I tell you something? I'll yeah. we'll tell everybody yeah. who says this to me. hmm
0: do it one time yeah it's oh. it's my it's basically my motto basically for anything in life do but it stand one time. up especially yeah
2: do it one time you know, it's what's so fascinating about this is like ryan's a natural like when we first moved to missoula he became the lead in a play had never been a play in oh, a yeah. play he stumbled so, but, into being a lead in a play but
1: that's the that's the type of town missoula is like there's a lot of yeah. culture per capita and like you just exit you go to a game night and all of a sudden you're like oh yeah i'll be the lead role in that play sure
2: yeah Yeah, like (laughs) (laughs) Like 25 night play yeah yeah, yeah. where's the
1: where's the easiest place in los angeles to do an open mic
0: i mean throw a rock dude
1: really okay all right there's
0: coffee houses there's where you don't have to reach out let me all right dude i can i can it won't be 15 minutes nobody wants to hear somebody who's never done stand up for 15 minutes yeah yeah
1: right but it'll be five minutes which will
0: feel like 15 Forever. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Okay. you'll be two minutes in, you're like, is this not over yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh boy. But it yeah. is um. I love the fight or flight. I love mm. the no parachute feeling mm. with that being on stage gives you. Like, when you wow. walk on stage, it's it, the, it, the best the closest thing I can give you is fight or flight is okay. Mm. Be funny,
1: dude. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. You, you got to be on this stage for 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you better get this shit going. Dude. Yeah. Well, there's no, it's not like, hey, Tommy, do the, do the guitar riff. Right. The, the, right.
1: No, mm, <laughs> no. That's it. Well, no. when we go on stage every single time, I am so nervous because I'm like, what the fuck are we going to talk about tonight? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are we going to do? But then, like, we start getting into it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know how this to do this. Like, this is good. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: it's funny because, like, we can get on, on stage and talk in front of 15,000 people. Mm. I can't imagine getting in front of 100 people and trying to do stand up. The weird thing is, after we do an event, like, it's just a normal event, and if we do, like, a hug line or something afterward. People come up and they're like you guys are so funny you should be comedians I'm like oh you don't understand comedy Like, <laughs> the, 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 you came here <laughs> not expecting to laugh yeah. <laughs> that's why it's funny like, yeah if you would come expecting <laughs> to laugh those jokes would not right, have landed right, as right. right yeah, exactly and so like yeah we have an hour talk and there's like six punchlines in it right like, y- y- it's not the same thing you don't want to hear a punchline every ten minutes or... do you know I used
0: to until very recently I used to before I walked on stage the last thing I would say to myself is, "Tonight's the night they find out you're not that funny. Mm. Tonight's the night they find out you're not get in there."
1: Yeah, and it just
0: went. Yeah. It almost shot me out of a cannon onto mm. the stage, and I don't know if I needed it or I. I don't know, but I used to always tell myself, "This isn't the night. You mm. fucking, you're gonna be funny." Don't let him find out tonight's the
2: night. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I needed it, but I haven't had to do it the last couple of years, but I needed it
2: for a little while. Well, you've got some great stand-up. I'm going to encourage our audience to check out your YouTube channel. We'll put a link to it in the
1: show Do you have a favorite special that you've done? Uh, Father of the Year. Yeah, I was going to say, Father of the Year is definitely like that's, yeah. Father of the Year is my,
0: it's because it's just basically one giant story about my son challenging me to a fight
1: yeah right <laughs> yeah and and
0: like and remembering <laughs> doing that with my dad and Dude, all that other stuff. well it
1: reminded me of my younger brothers like i've got the older brother mentality oh, yeah. that they'll never have on me and i don't i i like hang on to that i hope they're not listening to this because they could all kick my ass <laughs> <laughs> there is an older brother mentality but, like i got an older brother menta- older brother mentality and i remind them every time i see them that i could kick their ass oh. <laughs> not if they need but that I, smack you right, that true. <laughs> right that's
2: and true they're coming for right that's right that's right dude that's right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah where well, else should we well, send folks
0: you know what i um i've my brand i've really sunk into what i'm comfortable with and my brand is fun And weird. Mm -hmm. And so I do two shows on my Facebook fan page on Mondays and Tuesdays that are free. Mm -hmm. They are no advertisements. One is called Controlled Chaos, which is a 30 minute comedy game show. No politics, no social issues, just weird, fun stuff. But I have everybody from all walks of life. I've had from Luke Bryan to Tiffany Haddish to just my friends who are comics. It is 30 minutes of just laughing and fun. And then on Monday nights, I do this thing called the High Live, which I I smoke weed and I turn on my camera. Mm. And it has been the thing that has dropped my walls more than anything. The Whatever was left up of being scared to make fun of myself, being scared to look dumb, being scared to make a fool out of myself – All of that has gone away since I started the High Live because Mm. when I went back and watched one, I'm like, oh, you're dumb, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But people are still here and nobody's saying you're dumb. Mm. And I woke up the next morning Mm. and you know what? You're still the same person. Mm. And all those things that you were scared of, how you'd look stupid, how people would, that is not an issue at all. It's all
2: perception.
0: It's not an issue at all. And so all the nervousness I had of trying new things on stage or looking dumb on stage, this high live has taken, has stripped all of that away. It's made me a better artist, a better stand up. So I was like, I'm not going to stop doing this. So,
3: mm.
0: and I get, I know this is going to sound crazy. I get anywhere from 180 to 200,000 live views for wow. that show. That's wow. amazing, dude. Wow. And not stoners. Yeah. Some are, obviously. Right. Sure. But some people are just like, this dude, this is the, it's like watching an a, 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 an animal through some bars and being like, oh, this is. The natural habitat. <laughs> this this is just him being him. That's What's your Facebook man. page? It's uh, you can go you can go to. Let's it's my Facebook it. fan page. So it's Josh Wolf Comedy.
2: Okay, we'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Um, so Control Chaos, ca- Control Chaos, High Live. Well, definitely send them to your YouTube channel if they want to see uh, clips of your stand up. Some that's a I think a hilarious sort of entry point into what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I look, I wrote a book about being a single dad. That's out there too, and. Uh, I got a lot of, I got, a, I've just sunk into doing what I, my work now is only the things that I have fun
2: doing. Yeah. That's awesome, it. Awesome, That carrot is no longer that appealing, right? No, you, we, you've eaten so many of them at some point. It's like, wow, That did not even feel, like
0: carrots. That didn't fill me up.
1: Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, he
2: obviously hasn't tried carrot cake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. I'm a stoner. I've had <laughs> carrot cake.
2: <Yeah. laughs> Josh, thank you so much, brother. Yeah, appreciate guys, thank you. Thank you
0: so much. I really appreciate you having You're me. awesome, dude. Thanks.
2: All right, y'all. Love people. Use things. We'll see you next time. Thank you, patrons.
1: The minimalists. <laughs>